0: She's waiting for me, um, Daniel. Uh, I don't believe you. What's not to believe?
1: She survived the fire. We found the hotel. What's the matter with you? You'd say
2: anything to save your life, Daniel. What? Yes, hey? I. <sighs> now we would,
1: Daniel. Listen to me. You're making a mistake. Okay, get me out of here. Let's
0: find her. This place is perfect for you. You will rot here like the dead. Ophelia needs her father. Ophelia is dead.
2: Welcome to fear me. Fear me.
0: (laughs) You just see me. Hi, I'm Kim.
1: Stuart. And Scott.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 71, and we're going to cover Fear the Walking Dead, season three, episode four, 100. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it's a lot of numbers (laughs) thrown at me, but
0: it makes sense. And
1: Welcome back, Kim. We missed you last week.
0: Thank you. I missed you guys, too, although I did have a ton of fun. Yeah, good. We caught 23 turtles. Whoa. Yeah. That was a span over two weeks, but...
1: Did you did you make soup out of them? No. Oh, that's right. It's a rescue. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: No, not even a that rescue. Was,
1: just... That was very un-PC of me, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: not cool. Yeah, you're not
2: rescuing them at all. You're kind of freaking them out. <laughs> 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 we kind of are.
0: Because all they want to do is just lay their eggs and go back to the right. water. And we're like, no, no. We're going to draw your blood and that's poke right. you. That's right. We're
2: going to stick you with needles and yeah. measure you and all kinds of stuff. And... Yes. They're like... Yes. Like, this wasn't this rough last year. I know. <laughs> Tell everybody else on the beach that they're messing with the turtles. Yes.
0: Well, now that the Sandy or Cindy, Cindy's coming through, it might mess up all those nests that they just laid. Is it a yeah, tropical storm? Seriously. Yeah. Okay. That's,
1: that's
0: a where, hurricane that's where right the now. rain's been coming from. Is
1: it a hurricane? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Heading up there. As a matter of fact, I talked to my son who lives down in mid Louisiana and, uh, He's telling me that they're him down the hatches, getting ready.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's two more right behind it.
1: It's going to be interesting.
0: Be a rough year.
1: Yes. So, Stu, how's your week been? You happy to have the wife back? Oh, thank God. Although,
2: actually, I've had a lot of deadlines now. Well, i had deadlines mm. before. Mm-hmm. So, we're yeah, we're just trying to get back on schedule, really. Gotcha. Still trying to get Kim back on schedule.
0: I know. I've been yeah. sleeping a lot. Yeah,
2: she has been way off recently. But, no, things are good. Yeah, you? Dealing with the uh, summer schedule
1: okay? The uh, summer schedule is hectic as hell, but that's all right. Went to uh, Asheville last weekend. Had a wonderful time up there. It's a great town. Anybody hasn't visited there yet, you need to go. Did the uh, brewery crawl up there. It's uh, definitely a blast. I love that town.
0: Did you crawl the whole way?
1: Yeah, pretty much. When, when my wife was picking me up, I, then I was able to crawl.
0: Did you go to Wicked Weed? <laughs>
1: Yeah, cool. Wicked Weed and uh, oh god, Catawba and just tons of them. We went to see a whole bunch. of them. there's a whole there's a whole uh, region of town where the, all the breweries are.
2: They're supposed so to be local. opening up uh, a couple new ones. Or I know there's one big one in Brevard now too. Mm-hmm. So if you ever yeah. make your way over there, which I guess is like about forty minute drive from Asheville, yes. possibly. But mm-hmm. um,
1: be cool to go over there. I haven't been up to Brevard in a long time. And we went over. Um, we went over to Black Mountain on Friday night and saw uh, Bruce Hornsby play. You did? And yeah, at the Pisgah Brewery there.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How random. Crazy. Scott's actually going
1: and doing stuff. Yeah. How about that? How about that?
0: I haven't seen Bruce Hornsby since he played with the Dead.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago. A
0: long, long time. Oh, he ago.
1: he put up put on a great show, really. Yeah. Cool. He can still do
0: it. So what you drinking, Scott? <laughs>
1: I, I I brought back a beer from Asheville. It's, um, each year the, uh, Asheville Brewers Alliance, which is made up of the breweries in Asheville and, uh, Western North Carolina get together and they brew one beer for all of them. That uh, special beer. So I brought one back and it's the, uh, Brewers Alliance IPA. And, um, it is, uh, quite delicious. It's got, it's got some serious punch. I will say that, but, uh, they, this is like the third year I've had their their special Alliance beer, and it's uh, always been great. So if you can find any, they're hard to find. If you can find any, I'll save you guys one. I was going to okay. say, you better save us one at least. Yep.
2: yep. Okay. I will, definitely. But it's good? It's strong?
1: Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's got some punch. All
2: right, so we'll get some extra honest Scott tonight. That's good. Oh, my. yeah <laughs> Alright Stuart, what do you have? Uh, I have uh, Sweetwater decided to do their own version of the grapefruit brew. Um, what was the one that we had before? That was uh
0: Golden Coastal? Oh uh, yeah. yeah,
2: that's right. So yeah, that was Sweetwater coastal.
0: too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay, well this is what this one's called Squeeze Box. Which is mm. actually pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. It taste uh, the grapefruit? I, yeah, I do taste the grapefruit, but it's not um it's not overpowering, which is good. Um some of the these Session ales that keep coming out are, like, way too too much.
1: Right. Is that, a, it is that grapefruit much. in a session ale, or is it in an IPA, does it say? Uh, I believe it's an IPA.
0: All right. I've got an interesting one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Spill it, darling.
0: <laughs> this is from Terrapin Brewery out of Athens, Georgia. It's called Maggie's Peach Farmhouse Ale. Hmm. And it's a session brew. Uh-huh. Seasonal session, limited release. And it is peachy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I first tasted it, it reminded me of a hefeweizen on steroids. Uh huh. I did not like it, but the more I drank it, it like it settles into you. Mm. But it's not by far not my favorite beer. Okay. I'm drinking it because I have to.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. I thought this was a free country, but that's all right. So you're on your fourth now.
0: (laughs) No. Actually, I guess I am on my second, aren't I? But
2: Kim is going to be doing the podcast from the floor. <laughs> so she is, uh, she is, she is dedicated to her podcasting. If you've ever watched Drunk History, she's like that guy that just lays on the floor with the microphone. Mm-hmm. No,
0: no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I am yes. not going to be that bad. Especially you can always tell one. by the extremely high top articulate
2: shoes. but cannot sit up straight.
0: Puking a little bit yeah, in there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. No, this one is very peachy, and it's got some spice in it, and um, if you like that, hey, power to you. I don't think I like it. Really? I mean, it's all right, but it's not like something I would choose again.
2: It's Maggie's Farmhouse Peach. What is it? Maggie's... Peach
0: Farmhouse Peach Ale. Peach
2: Farmhouse Ale. All right,
0: so. Well, let's get to our episode, guys.
2: Absolutely. Episode
0: entitled 100. Uh-huh. anybody figure out the, what the 100 meant
2: oh yes. I got it what no Are you gonna do it no go ahead he was at 96 kills <gasps> how many did he kill in the oh, dam
0: oh shit good job Stuart you know Absolutely. what's weird if you go You're back and, and look
2: at YouTube you can find the video of the ending of the episode
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh. and he
2: kills three guys three. and one guy gets tripped and just falls down Mm-hmm. And then it looks like he throws him
1: over the edge, but he was nowhere near the guy when he threw him over the edge. <laughs> I don't I don't think that was the other kill. I don't think that was the other kill. I think the other kill was the guy that got thrown over the edge by Dante and it was his fault that he got thrown over.
0: Maybe. The janitor?
1: Maybe. I, I thought about yeah. that too. But there were four guys. There was a guy at the front of the line and
2: mm-hmm. the guy at the back. Oh, I remember line the guy. The I know who you're talking about. The there one was who fell down. Old JC. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh Dante. So there right. were four guys. And yeah, the guy fell down. He, he was tripped by Ephraim. Um, yeah, by Ephraim. Is it Ephraim or Ephrain.
0: Ephraim.
2: Ephraim? Ephraim. Okay.
0: In English, it would be Ephraim. Okay, right. so it's Ephraim.
2: So yeah, uh, Ephraim uh, tripped the guy, and then he's like, ah, and then all of a sudden he was pointing the gun. He was dumping a guy over the edge, but he was mm-hmm. like a good 10 feet, feet away from him when he was actually standing on the dam when Ephraim Ef- knocked him down. Hmm. and yep. then all of a sudden he's pointing the gun at Dante. I watched yep. it like 10 times. I was like, <laughs> how did he get to that guy? It's <laughs> like, I'm missing <laughs> something here, but anyways. It's the magic of Hollywood. It is the magic of Hollywood. So yeah, that was the extra, the four guys that got him yep. to 100. That's right.
0: Uh, 100 kills. Good. I, that totally escaped me. I didn't even think about the kill number.
1: Well, you, you've, you're you you're a little rusty. You had a week off. Yeah, it's true.
0: Right. True. Yeah. You're not Still up to recovering. your yet. So, what did you guys think about this episode?
1: I thought it was great. I'm actually really liking the fact that this show is separating itself from the the Walking Dead in a positive way. I think it's definitely uh, it's definitely establishing establishing itself as being different from the Walking Dead. They're, the characters are are more visceral, and you know, and I think a, a prime example, of course, is Daniel. I think Daniel is is such a great character, and I love the fact you know, and part of it, of course, is Ruben Blades acting. I mean, he's fantastic, mm-hmm. but but part of it also is that this the the writers for this have done such a great job of not dicking around with the bad guy. You know what I mean? I mean, it was oh you suck, bam, you're gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. You know, I I can guarantee if Daniel were in The Walking Dead, uh, Negan would have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. The one thing that kind of uh, and maybe I, I I perceived this wrong, but it does seem like every character, though, has regretted their past big time. <laughs> <Kind of> like, <laughs> does any, did anybody have a nice past? Because it seems like everybody just seems to be having a bad time. It definitely seems like the new beginning is like a fresh start for most of these characters. They're like, thank God. Yeah. and they, But they tend to dwell a lot on the past. I don't think yeah. I'd be as worried about that.
0: Well, your past shapes you.
1: Well, yeah, and this but is I... your
0: this is your chance to escape your past. So you have to understand your past in order to get away from it. Yeah, so you don't it's... create that past again. Unless you it's... want to
1: ignore your past and just recreate Ooh, it all. It's getting over.
0: very deep. It's meta. all vehicle
1: so you can tell the story behind
2: where these people came from. Please. Exactly. Yeah. Like Lost.
0: Yes. yes. They're, they're
2: looking for some way to talk about where right. they came from. Stu, what did you think of the episode? I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I agree with you. Uh, Reuben Blades was... Incredible, and sold the episode, and uh, he his character was great. I think the fact that they were gutsy enough to keep it in Spanish the entire time, yeah, I think was actually I agreed with that. It made it realistic, and
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, the weird thing was that we were we were getting some comments back during the show and after the show that some half and half were like complaining oh it was just subtitles the entire time and the other half were like isn't that awesome it was in spanish the entire time right we had some we have some people that you know are uh, spanish speaking that that follow us too and i you know for that i think that's cool yeah and mm-hmm. where you know where they were it makes it made sense completely
1: did you did you did you see the after show where um ruben blades said that that's the first time he's acted in spanish yeah right yeah i, mean, I think that's that's awesome yeah it's really wild
2: and also, I liked uh, the fact that um, they left us off with Ruben saving Strand in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And then they completely turn it around in this episode, mm-hmm. in the conversation. Right. You know, they, they remake the conversation and then all of a sudden Ruben's like, I don't believe you. Right. So he's not he's not saving it. So, no, it was, it was really well done. I, I enjoyed it. And I think... In line with what we were saying about the earlier episodes, this season has kind of hit its stride. And I think this one, you know, was completely different than the other three episodes we've already seen. And it was still uh, standalone, very well done. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I totally agree with both of you. And I actually don't want to say too much because this is part of my hit and miss. Okay. And um, but I will say that this is probably one of the best episodes of the entire series so far in my opinion. Um, I think the entire season has been amazing and we're only four episodes in and I love the fact that it was all in Spanish. and actually made me want to go speak Spanish again to somebody. (laughs) Well, you can try it on me but it ain't going to work. (laughs) I mean, it just makes you appreciate the language a little bit more. It was just beautiful the way they did all of Mm it. And um, the uh, subtitles were not an issue for me at all. There were a few things in it that I had some issues with that I'll talk about later, mm-hmm. but um, I think overall it was a fantastic episode.
2: Well, they didn't mix any subtitles in with white dresses like they had done like in seasons pro- in the second season. Remember, we were like, what did that even say? You couldn't even read it. Oh, right. The background. Like, of, yeah. Um, and I, I, I did miss a, a few words because I was paying attention so much to the acting mm-hmm. on some of it, but... Honestly, it really didn't even bother me that it was subtitled at all. Um, I did, yeah, so. and I
1: think I think um, it even enhanced a character like Efren. Um, yeah, I think his yeah. character came out as being even more, you know, street Spanish and so forth um, than if he had been sp- saying it in accented English.
0: Honestly, when we first started watching it, I didn't even notice that it was really in Spanish. Like you're so used to. That culture in this show, mm-hmm. that it just seems natural, mm-hmm. and obviously they are in Mexico. It is natural for you to speak Spanish. If they had had someone speaking English, it would have been cheesy, super cheesy. Yeah,
2: and I, and I think they yeah they have done a lot of subtitles in the, this show in the, this series.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you kind of get used to it, kind of switching back and forth a little bit more.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, right. But he, yeah, his his uh his look and his dress, um, frames just like
1: total demeanor and he was he was perfect mm-hmm. for this i like the way he would always say a prayer for the for the walkers before he would kill them oh yeah no
2: i mean there's many there's many aspects to his character that i think were great and i think that he he uh, you know I, I i said okay yeah reuben uh and daniel's character sold this thing but a the relationship between the two of them mm-hmm. during the whole thing i think was it was comparable to like the whole cheesemaker episode where you you saw oh, yeah. that guy one time and that was it true uh but he developed daniel's character and i'm not quite sure if um you saw as much of a change in daniel's character during this Mm -hmm. but uh there was definitely a transition that was made uh you know in his kind of outlook well i
1: definitely think the biggest the biggest change in daniel from from previous season is that he's vulnerable now in a lot of respects his Mm -hmm. uh his His guilt is overriding everything and and before you know he was he could be pretty cool and collected about things he still yeah. can be he still can be, but he didn't have the quite as much of the emotional turmoil that he's dealing with right now
2: Well, I mean his character was almost going through like some mental breakdown that we didn't even see in this right. episode.
1: Which is good. I didn't need to see it.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. So I'm wondering though if they just kind of left that behind, you know, um, or or well, not. I mean, yeah, they it's, played it, with it a little bit. because it never showed its they never showed its
1: face again. They no, but it. they sh- they showed they played with it a little bit at the beginning of the episode with the music that he was hearing in his head. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. He was hearing the lyrics right. in his head.
0: No, I think that when he had to find his way out of the fire, which I would love to discuss how he got out of the fire. When he found his way out of the fire and walked all that way by himself, he I think he got himself out of that weird mental state that he was in in the past season, in season two. Mm-hmm. But we I think we did see something going on in this episode where when he was at the dam and he first took on the role of helping out Dante... After the whole, stick your finger in the spam thing,
1: yeah, um, that was just me and he be
0: beca- yeah, and he became his minion. I think he he was still in that mindset of like, I gotta do whatever it takes to survive, but only when he had to actually deal with Lola and Efrain did it come to you know rear its eg- ugly head again, where it's like, okay, these are friends of mine, I know these people, they help me. like I can't do this anymore. And then, of course, he finds out about his daughter and that she might still be alive or that he possibly killed her. And um, I think that whole struggle is what forced him to be like, all right, done. Peace out. I'm not going to be the bad guy anymore. And I'm going to help people. But,
1: you know, I think he was I think he was battling that that piece all through the show. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he was running interference sometimes for for them too, you know, even before that whole scene at the end where he was, you know, trying to make them not find the fountain and so forth, you know. So I think, I think he was kind of, I don't think Daniel was intending on being a bad guy at any point in this. I think he was, he was forced into playing along, but I think he would have been just content being the janitor and staying out of the way. Um, But when he got put into a position, by the security guy and so forth where, you know, he was gonna have to end up test you know, protecting himself. He did what he had to do. He bumped
2: out his chest though. When he got he when he got pointed out at that. Went all uh, peacock. In the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He was he was proud. He was kinda looking around mm-hmm. at Lola. Which I believe Lola was there, right? Yes. In the yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She she had and, a shocked uh,
1: look on her face.
2: Yeah, right. And he was just kinda All right, they know who I am.
0: Mm hmm.
1: The officer
0: the tattoo on his lip it was kind of crazy though like
1: that was a great piece of him uh, you know that th- that throw in with the lip tattoo was really cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was cool yeah and it was nice to see another character in the show validate the fact that he was the badass he was
0: yeah well well let's talk about how he escaped from the compound first okay how do you think he did that how did he get out the f- place is burning around him well you know
2: He explained it. He was like, he just kind of, he woke up and it was burning around him and he got out. Yeah, I mean, that was it.
0: But the doors were all locked, right?
1: No. No, he could have walked out of there.
0: No, the door was locked behind him because there was even one theory that he brought the key in with him. No. And knew how to get in and out. He
1: opened the door and walked in there. No, the door was locked when when Maddie put, put the crazy woman in there. But he opened the door and walked in there. I don't think the door was locked behind him. I don't even think it was closed behind him. Well, the ceiling's falling down. I don't think he closed the door. Mm, so I think he did. Yeah, we'll have to go. I'll back. go watch. Yeah, we'll have to go have back and look at that. But you're not
0: going to go and back, and but, uh, guess, to get
1: back and look at that, are you? I, might. I didn't really. I didn't really care to tell you the truth no. how he got out of there. In all honesty, I don't think it imparted anything to the story as far as I'm concerned. He's he just got away and walked forty miles. His leg was messed up.
2: His leg was he was actually up. walking when yeah, when he starts getting chased by that one female walker up there. It's like and she outruns him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was dragging the one leg behind him. Yeah, that was yeah. which made him look I like a was, walker. He looked totally like yes. a walker. In fact, when he was hiding behind the bus, I was like, maybe they're not going after him because he stinks. He stinks. Yeah,
3: he smells <laughs> like death. I thought it
1: was. I thought uh, Efrain's uh, line that he said um, when Daniel was like. Yeah, the the walker had me by the leg and was dragging me out, and then all of a sudden they let go and went away, and Efrain said, I wouldn't want to bite onto that thing either.
2: <laughs> I, did, I liked how uh, Efrain kept doing the, uh, there's good news and bad news.
0: Oh, I love that. Yes. Like right
2: at the start. <laughs> He's like, there's good news, there's water. There's bad news, you have to walk to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> And when you get yes. there, you completely think the guy's insane, still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the entire setup for Efrain is that he's kind of this crazy guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I thought that, he was
1: like the court jester for a little right, while there.
2: Right, he's He's kind of... Sit, well, I mean, he's going around with a hammer and nail to kill the walkers. Mm-hmm. Which, right. if there's a, horror, a a bunch of them coming at him, he's... He's screwed. He better be quick. Well, he has a belt of lots of nails. Yeah, I hope so. It's
0: just like on uh, The Talking Dead, they... they... Who's that guy from the um uh HGTV?
2: Property Brothers. Property
0: Brothers guy. Yeah. He's like, a uh, uh-huh. little word of advice. You should have a nail gun.
2: Yes. You're <laughs> going <be, you're laughs> to be sticking to that gun. tactic. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, I just liked how the whole episode was kind of like, not so much religion based, but it was all about like forgiveness and soul searching and. No, it totally was repenting, there. and it was all spiritual. Yeah, it was very spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. For and
2: it. it was spiritual, but it was definitely um, you know based in Catholicism.
0: Oh
1: yeah, you know sure. uh, certain Christian, aspects of Christian it. ideals. Yeah, um, even I did think it was great was when um, when Daniel asked uh, Ephraim if he'd been a priest. Yeah, and Ephraim, Ephraim said, "I've been many things." Mm-hmm. And then he held up the the liquor and he said but I found my calling. Exactly, yeah. <laughs>
2: but he was, I mean, he still, after that point, still was asking for his forgiveness. He was like, you yeah.
1: forgive them, because, he, you know, he saw... Um, well, he recognized him as a spiritual person, whether he was a priest or not in a previous life, that's what, you know, would lead you to think that, but he definitely was someone who was very spiritual, but had been living on the streets. Whatever his
2: flaws were, I mean, there was definitely an importance that was still held high for, for what he was doing. Uh, especially if you're going to be putting yourself in harm's way to, one, kill a walker with a nail,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: two, go out there and try and find water for other people, and then put a recording of agua <laughs> as you're driving through. Yeah, I'm still walkers. not quite sure what that was about. <laughs> I'm not
1: sure either, actually. That was that was a little. I mean, was he was he like the town crier calling people to the water? Or? It, yes, it was, but he was kind of ringing the dinner bell.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: he was. Well, well, exactly. And also, if they're trying to hide that he's getting this water from Dante's people, you're not going to ride through the streets yelling, I've got water. I didn't understand that.
0: No. That was one of those flaws, I think. But Agua! Agua!
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> At this point, you would think the people would know where the water is coming from.
1: Unless he was trying to keep it hidden so no one could give it away.
0: Oh, true, true. So... There's not much water coming out of this fountain. Why is it such a big deal to Dante's people that this water is being used? And how do they even know that it's being used?
1: Because well, I think they were able to somehow didn't he talk to um Lola something about they were able to see something was wrong with the system and all about some of the water disappearing or whatever.
0: Yeah, they did say that, but it's such yeah. a minuscule amount, and it only happens huh. one time a week. But it's the it doesn't seem that it would thing. register. No, this is what I'm saying though. It doesn't right. seem that it would register on whatever you know right. system they're looking at to see think it's how much water is leaking. Enough
1: out. that it wouldn't be that big a deal. I
2: agree exactly. with you. Exactly. Is is but, there any is there any indication that this is not just happening at one place? That it's happening at the fountains around the city?
1: It's not not really, know. Did yeah, it seemed okay. like they had just that one secret fountain they knew but about.
2: But how? It, I mean, because I was thinking, how the hell logistically would you be able to control just one fountain in a street market to turn on with water from a dam? Right. You know. So it it had to have been more than just that fountain.
1: Unless, unless she Lola had opened up all the valves just to that one place. Yeah. At different places, I don't know. You know, maybe she cut off the water in the surrounding areas. It did seem like there was some... I mean, there was a connection between
2: her and Efrain. Yes. And those people. So, um, I mean, I guess it's not completely far-fetched that there was just a personal connection between those people that were living there.
0: Right. Well, I mean, we know that. Like, she's in charge of the dam, and she was the one who was allowing this to happen. And she was making sure that Efrain was telling the people where to get the water from
3: okay mm-hmm.
2: and so why the hell is this guy who used to be the what what was he he was i mean he wasn't like the mayor was he oh you're he talking was about Dante. A district Dante. He yes was he a, was
1: the town manager dist- or something like yeah. that. Yeah, civil
2: manager or something like that yeah
1: something like that yeah of tijuana right so now it's he's all in control well mm-hmm. he, contr- he, he took, took over. over the dam you know, he he took he saw what was happening and he took the dam and, and held the dam and the dam. And I love the fact that, you know, speaking of which, I love the fact that, that they are using water as currency because if you think about it, water would be the currency.
0: Hell yeah, man. Especially in Mexico.
1: Right. And you never Desert. saw The Walking Dead talk about any of that kind of stuff. I mean... And
2: that was one of the things I was going to ask. Because, yeah, they really don't. They don't they don't deal with that in Walking Dead at all. There was the one resources.
1: episode. Remember, there was one episode on The Walking Dead where they were on the road and they couldn't find any food or water. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the only time I can remember it even being addressed on, you know, on that show. But this one is presented
2: more as like it's an obvious resource need. Yes.
1: You know? Yeah.
2: Like it's water is the currency. I mean, that's what Strand was saying in the yep. episode prior. Yep. Um, and you're selling too close to your resource,
0: right? Yeah. To your
2: source. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. your source. Yep. That's true. But, uh, I do think it's good that they, that they took that, that train of thought as far as making water, the real capital in the, in the, uh, in this society at that point.
0: Right. It makes it, it makes the whole episode more realistic too. Like the whole storyline more realistic.
1: Exactly. And I mean, in Dante taking over, it shows you why he got so powerful. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden he was king of the hill real fast.
0: I'm still a little wishy-washy on Dante himself because when we first, uh, well, I guess when we re-met him with Strand being captured at the dam, he's talking about how he's such a nice guy and he plays fair and all this stuff, but yet he's still throwing people over the ledge and he's doing it to show that he is in control How do you go, like, does the power just go to your head when you're in a situation like that? I think. Was he truly a nice guy at the beginning? No. Before all this happened? No. No,
1: No, he was the city manager for Tijuana. Tijuana is a, you know, considered a corrupt city. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, he he was able to get things done in Tijuana, uh, which meant he dealt with some pretty unsavory fellows, I'm sure. And, and he felt that this was a way
2: of controlling the population, which is what he was telling to um, Daniel. Right. Is that you have to kind of keep your, your boot on the people, and this was his way of doing it, because this was the one resource that nobody had. Yeah. So. And fear is the great great control. Fear is the great control of a dictator. Especially when you've got a big dam to throw people off.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: True. It not only it saves your resource, like a bank, you can kill people on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> downstream, though,
1: please. Downstream. Yeah, downstream. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's not pollute the water. So, um, Efrain saves Daniel and gets him back to Lola, and, and Daniel's in pretty bad shape. Yeah, so, Efrain is working real hard to get Lola to help him, and and he's like, that you know, the infection's got to go. I got to tell you, man, that was that was a that was a sh- shocking scene. <laughs>
0: We were both yeah. cringing and Stewart. I yeah, was, was awful. like, "Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> I, I thought. I mean, I thought yeah. it was great. I mean, I thought it was. Yeah. You know, uh, it just was. It was played out so well, and I love. I love the fact that Daniel was was very delusional there for a little bit, but then when he looked down there and saw, you know, he says, "What are you going to do to me?" And then he looks down there and sees what he's doing. He he gets very calm and he says, "It takes a steady hand." Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, what a great line, uh, yeah. you know, of someone who's been there, you
2: know? Now I'm going to cut the flesh off your leg. Don't scream. Yep. Because you're going to
0: alert people. Well, the worst part is that his pant leg was stuck yeah. to his yeah. leg. all right. And, gro- and the skin was still, growing over it. Still bothering me. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> oh, what a horrible And somehow he is picture. walking around
2: not too long after that. Ay, caramba. That's what I was like. Man, yep. I would probably need like a week to recover from that crap. <laughs> a week?
3: Oh, God. Jesus.
2: I'm well, so... no, no. I mean, just to even like start thinking about moving around, I <laughs> would be like, I'm nap, jello. Bring no. me more jello. Mm. No, no, I'm not moving along here, <laughs> folks. I'm not moving along.
0: Stuart doesn't <laughs> handle blood or pain very well. <laughs> no, not <laughs>
2: at all. No, me neither. Ugh. Actually, I think it's more of the thought of it than anything. Like when I actually get cut or hurt, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. put some duct tape on it, not that big a deal, but when I think about being hurt <laughs> duct
1: tape when you think about no. a paper cut, that's the worst
2: it is like it hurts me more <laughs> or it hurts me more like the thought of like dragging your knee on concrete, yeah,, like that if it actually if i if it happened to me, I'd be like oh, oh whoops, I'm bleeding, <laughs> but if I actually think about it, it's like, oh God, that would be terrible, <laughs>
1: I don't know. Maybe it's. Uh, I've got mental problems. It's like uh, what I heard okay. a comedian today saying uh, something about uh, he hated living in the 70s. He said because he'd go down his hall, sometimes he'd trip and hit the stucco wall and ruin another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ah. Damn it. That's another
2: shirt. Yeah. I mean, have you ever cut your hand on the
1: popcorn ceiling? Mm-hmm. Ouch. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, that is nice. So um, anyway, so they, they, they get Daniel back to health, and, and Efrain, Efrain takes him in. And, you know, and they get they have a heart-to-heart, and Daniel really opens up to him. And, uh, yeah. and, and that, of course, gives him that payback
2: haircut. Which is a great scene. Mm-hmm. And you could see, like, uh, Efrain's um, emotion to it. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, how long is it since you had a professional cut your hair? All right. And he could, like, see, like, he was like, wow, this is huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, because it is. I mean, that's just something you would never have in that situation. Right.
0: That's something that um, is a major deal even today with um, homeless people around the country. Like, that's, that's, a, that's something that we all take for granted, that if your hair gets long, you go get it cut. Mm-hmm. But if you're a homeless person, you don't have the means to do that. And it's a dignity and pride sort of thing. If you can look nice, mm-hmm. people respect you more and for him to get that from Daniel. from Daniel in the middle of the apocalypse like that's huge for him. Well,
2: and it's it's a yeah, you know, it's a sign of respect that he would do that for him. Yes, mm-hmm. that he would offer that to yeah, him. Yeah, it was it was a
1: it was a um for Ephraim like you're saying, Kim. I mean, it was a shockingly powerful gift. Yeah, for him.
2: And there was a lot of great insights that haven't happened, happened in those conversations where um you know, Daniel talked about how he killed 96 people, and Ephraim was like, well, that's not what's bothering you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he asked, and then he went on to say, so when are you going to run away from me? Right. Like, when are you leaving? Yeah, he says, as mm-hmm. an
1: expert of someone who runs away, when are you going to run away? Yeah.
2: So, yeah, that that whole, uh, the scenes between those two were, were awesome. Even though that was probably, what, that was like a, the first quarter of the episode, maybe? Mm-hmm but it was, it was really well done.
0: The writing in this episode was fantastic. The
1: right? writing for the season has been fantastic. I don't know, I know what I don't know what changed, but whatever changed it's from like last a, season to this season, they learned. They learned their it's lesson. Like
0: a switch has been flipped. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic.
1: Well, they're they're not lingering like they did last season as much. Now, of course, we're only 4 episodes into the season, but it still seems to be moving at a good steady pace.
0: It kind of makes me wonder if, since we know Dave Erickson is leaving, if there's somebody in the wings that's kind of like an apprentice who is trying to learn the ropes and is trying to... and and is molding the show. Right. This might not be happening. But it's so different from the last two seasons that it makes me feel like somebody else is in charge.
1: Yeah, and it could be, or it could be they just learned their lesson. You know, they, they, they listened to what people said, their feedback. And he... He's not the writer. So maybe they got better writers. (laughs) I mean,
2: you know, he he may decide, you know, where the story goes, but if he has better content coming to him, it's going to, it's going to lead to better things. True. Um, Now, as far as the writing goes, though, how how great it was, that zombie (laughs) that got hit by the lightning. (laughs) 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 Okay. The zombie was awesome. Yes. That whole scene was
0: but, like out of a comic
2: book. It was oh yeah, he awesome. was he was great, and the the fact that again he's you know he's on his knees, he's giving up, he's yeah. saying Hail Marys, and right. you know it's like again it goes more towards that it like um, aspects of the the religion that you know he was brought up on, and this is it, and then I guess God struck him down. And I was like, are we watching Preacher?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I I, I thought that. I saw that, and I'm just kind of like, "Oh God, you gotta be kidding me!" It, yeah, it's almost one's... like they're trying to squeeze in some supernatural element into the story. Yeah, and yeah, they were, but it was way
2: too literal at that point. Right. Like, I mean, I can understand if it's like characters are taking certain things uh, as being sp- as spiritual or supernatural. Do either supernatural, you remember
1: but... <laughs> any any other time in the series that they that Fear the Walking Dead where they've tried to bring in a, uh a um, supernatural aspect to it? I thought about that, and I could not think of anything in particular. No. Uh, I mean, except
0: no. for the very first episode where it's like, oh, my God, it's a zombie. Like, people don't know what zombies are yeah, yet. Yeah, but it wasn't like, supernatural.
1: Only... It was still scientific. Yeah,
2: yeah and, and other than, like, uh, maybe miss um, or ignorance, uh, like with um, the woman at the ranch mm-hmm. who was thinking that the walkers were, right. you know, the undead were, were you know, part Which of the next Which was proved to be wrong, step. so that really wasn't...
1: Yeah supernatural no
2: no i know i know and i agree with you but i'm just saying like in this series is the only time that you've seen um this much hint towards that right you know that there's some sort of spiritual aspect to whatever everything that's going on and i think it's more um leading along the lines of uh culturally yes the area that they're dealing with and again i think if if you were trying to hint at the characters taking certain things a different way it's different than all of a sudden God striking down a zombie with lightning right. Yeah. which is like way too
1: literal it just so. it just did not fit in this show as simple as that it was it was I, I believe it was more of a gimmick than anything maybe a tongue in cheek scene but it just didn't fit we should have made him blow up at least right <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I thought that was uh, that was quite silly he was a cool looking walker though he was oh, yeah. super awesome looking and the it was man yeah Extremely daunting. And all of a sudden it was like... Zzzz.
0: Saved by the light.
1: It was crispy crater.
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, so this walker goes down. How the hell did they end up in the pipe?
0: In the oh, well, pipe. because they they the, the rain was the, falling. Yeah, they were in the, the viaduct. The rain's coming down and it probably just... I know, but how would he survive? Like, Watch I mean, them. He, cause he
2: was like way out in the middle of nowhere. He would have to have been underwater a long time. If he's under the exact same walker, they got hit by lightning and let, maybe he was using him as a raft and he they was just used as a
1: flotation device.
2: Flip over right when they got to the pipe. I don't yeah.
0: know. It's another one of those suspicion yeah.
2: Yeah, of disbelief. Pretty far fetched one, but uh, it was surprising when the guys were pulling walkers
1: out and all of a sudden Daniel popped up. I, I I thought even more surprising to me was what was Daniel doing out there in the first place? In I mean, the
0: viaduct? Yeah.
2: He was going somewhere. He was running. He took off. When Efrain was telling him, all right, that was the last time he was like, um, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is there's no one here to judge you anymore. The bad news is, and he falls asleep. Right. And then all of a sudden
1: Daniel took off. Yeah, I still wasn't quite sure why Daniel was leaving, but. He's trying to find Ophelia. I guess. I mean,
2: that's like his whole thing is trying to search for his daughter. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why when he finally does hook up with Dante and them, which I think we talked about Lola and yeah. the, those folks, you yeah, know, when he finally does hook up with Dante, he's like, uh, Dante prom- says he can even use a Jeep. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he trusts him
3: mm-hmm.
2: enough because he knows of his background. And, um, so, I mean, at that point, I don't know, when, when, um, Daniel's at the dam. I guess the whole question is, is he staying or is he going? You know, is he trusting these people or is he trying to leave? And that's where you get those conversations with Strand and, uh, you know, the interactions between him and Lola and all that stuff. It's like, what side is he on at that point?
1: Based on his request of Dante, when Dante recognizes him as being an enforcer, when he... Um, when he told Dante the one favor he needed was a Jeep. Told you that he was planning on leaving. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't going to stay.
0: I think his character throughout the entire three se- three seasons, we've always seen him trying to leave.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he doesn't want to be with a group because that's dangerous. He wants to keep his family together. And that's all he, <clears throat> that's all he cares about. So I think his sole mission right now is to find Ophelia And he's not going to stop until he does that. But he's always leaving. He never wants to stay with the group. He doesn't want to get attached to anybody. Mm -hmm.
2: And that's fine. But that's where I think that's where Dante makes that deal. It's like, well, if you're going to leave, if you're going to get a Jeep, which in their conversation, he's saying, if you're going to get a Jeep to go out and search. Not necessarily meaning that he is going to leave. He probably thinks he is going to leave. But he's like, okay, well, then you need to do something for me. Right. Right. So you got to make this
1: place work he gives him a gives him a job and poor Efrain was the job yeah but he, he does I mean he
2: carries it out you know I mean and that's the thing it's like you can see it kind of he's getting torn up while he's doing it uh, and that's where he goes in to torture Efrain he's, he's tasked with doing this and he, he does it he starts beating him well, up and he tries even before to that, him. that
1: that conversation he had with him was fantastic the whispered conversation Yeah, that was that was really, um, really cool conversation, you know, where he's explaining the the facts of life to Efrain and 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 he says, uh, forgive me. And Efrain says again. Yeah,
2: right. (laughs) Exactly. But it was it was a well done and very uncomfortable scene.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then finally Lola steps in to stop it. And she
2: gives up. Yeah, she gives up her cards. And finally says something. And that's right. That was when Daniel was uh, coming out and with the hammer. And then he drops the hammer at the end. Right. And then the the next scene is like, you know, uh, they're over water, zooming in on the dam. And they're pulling uh, sacks off the people's heads as they're getting ready to dump everybody over the edge. Right.
0: So we got to see more of the conversation between Strand and Daniel this time. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I thought it was awesome. The way that that Daniel's face just changed, you could see so much emotion in his face. And then how pissed off he was when he realized Strand was lying to him Mm -hmm. when he said that Ophelia was waiting for him back at the hotel. Right. Mm -hmm. Like right then, you know, like, uh oh, Strand just shot himself in the foot there.
2: What is he? He said something in Spanish, like, you motherfucker. No, he said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's what, okay, yeah, you son of a bitch in Spanish. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and then he says, she's waiting for me?
1: Um, and you saw was, Strand kind of go, so, oh,
2: crap. Yeah, he was like, fuck. Like, wrong thing to say. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect delivery, really, between really the both was. of them right there. That was, totally sold it.
3: Yep.
0: That's why I love this episode, because the two of them, and even Dante, I think that um, the actor that plays him, he's such a, a strong character. But these two are, like, I don't want to say classically trained, but I know, I know the the actor who plays um, Coleman Domingo is classically trained. Mm-hmm. But the way they interact with each other, it's, like, too, like, it's real. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like Ruben Blake is other.
1: not classically trained. He made No, he's clear.
0: not. But... But Coleman is. And uh-huh. I just love watching the two of them together. Yeah, the
2: Ruben keeps you on, on guard the entire time.
0: And then mm-hmm. you put Madison in the mix, and it's like, oh, God, she messed up everything. <laughs>
2: uh, but I, I don't know. She, I think, again, she's kind of turned a page. She's been pretty good in
0: this series so far. No, but it's just the emotion. I keep harping on the emotion part. There's so much you can tell in somebody's face and in their eyes, and she just doesn't, she can't do it. Well, we still don't really know
1: we don't know the background of Madison, right? I mean, no.
0: I mean, we kind of do, but not the whole story.
1: Right. But you know, she may be kind of a cold hearted person for a reason. I don't know.
0: I guess I just think it's the actors. Yeah.
1: To an extent, but she does, you know, she's portraying a hard ass and, uh, you know, and trying to portray someone who's manipulating a, a group that she feels like she can manipulate. Um, you know, and she certainly hasn't had a whole lot of contact with her kids, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, what's his name was uh, out in the out in the church all the time, getting drugged up, and Alicia, <laughs> Alicia was just on her own because Madison was only worried about him. Mm-hmm. So, you no, know, they're not. They're not going to be the most loving family. It's hard to show emotion when you haven't showed
2: emotion for so long. Or ever, or ever. Uh-huh. This is true.
3: <laughs> it's hard for me it's to like talk you to get... you
2: guys all the time. I know. It's like when you got a pee and you hold it forever. That's dedication. <laughs> when you gotta finally, when you finally get to go, it's kind of like, all right. Ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what was that? That's my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my! Oh my! You know what was funny
2: actually was uh, the there was a conversation between Lola and Daniel, which I believe happened in the cafeteria, where she said, "This place is perfect for you." I think that was in the cafeteria. Maybe it was yeah, somewhere right. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then when Strand and Daniel had that conversation, Daniel then says to Strand, "This place is perfect for you." Yeah, and he flips it on him. Yeah, right, right. Which I thought was kind of funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true so um we ended up with uh with the uh Ephraim, Ephraim and Lola and the uh janitor up on the uh on the dam about to be tossed right
2: mm-hmm. and, and
1: strand for some reason and yeah and strand was there that's right strand was there too um so Daniels called upon to do the duty and uh but of course uh you know that was, that was a pretty sick scene with Dante when he was taunting that guy, telling him he was going to be the messenger mm-hmm. and so forth, and then, and then throws him over the side. That was-
0: Fly, little birdie. That
1: was the guy. His head hit the pipe, didn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it uh, smacked it hard. Yep. That was pretty gruesome.
0: Left a stain. Hell, it's
1: probably better than falling in that pit of walkers.
0: Heck yeah, man. If I'm going to be doing that, you better knock me out first. That's a good point.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so uh, just remember that. So that guy gets killed, and then Daniel Daniel's called upon to throw Lola over, and uh, Mm -hmm. and he's very hesitant. Dante's getting a little pissed off, and uh, so JC steps in. Right, that's it for JC. Daniel pops him, throws him over the side, shoots the other guard, and then the third guy falls. Falls down. Falls down. And then
2: something happens. Something happens to him. He's Daniel's throwing somebody over. Who knows? Might be that guy. Yeah. And then, then he finally pulls the gun on Dan, Dante. Yeah, and
1: Dante tries to plead his case, and then he then he ends up saying, well, you're just going to be an animal forever or something like that, and that's that was it. So he kills Dante and and uh, frees all of them, and then he turns around to Lola and hands her the gun and goes down on his knee to accept his fate, and she ends up accepting him instead mm-hmm. by giving him her hand. So. It was a great
2: scene, actually. Mm-hmm. It was very—I um, don't know—it was a very emotional scene mm-hmm. that he, you know, goes is is trying to ask for forgiveness.
1: And man, it ended abruptly, huh? Yeah, I was it just kind of oh, that's it, okay, <laughs> it. <Just laughs> end of the episode. Okay, but it was a good ending. He I got, mean, got forgiveness. A- yeah, it was. It was
0: great. That's that's all he mm-hmm. needed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: But to to get forgiveness from somebody who he's done some terrible things to to her friends at least um that's very powerful but i mean he's asking
2: for forgiveness from Ephraim for whatever has happened you know the 96 kills he has done
1: mm-hmm.
2: he kills four more
3: mm-hmm.
2: and now he's asking for forgiveness again so i mean well, this i think is like, he was
1: asking more the forgiveness about the fact that uh he thought he might have killed um his, his daughter yeah. Fire. Well,
2: I I think it's I think it's just forgiveness in general for mm-hmm. everything that's happened. It's forgiveness of the the wrongs that he's done to Lola, to Efrain, right, and then everything else that he's been before. I think that's what that I think that's what the whole 100 was about. Like yes. this right. is, you know, it's not just about the people he's killed. It's it's the things that he's done and the pe- person he was.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so I think this is kind of turning a new page for him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I hope. Well, I kind of yeah. don't hope, because he was a badass in this one.
0: Well, he can still be a badass.
2: Yeah.
0: Fight for the good yeah. instead okay. of doing dick things.
2: But so is he yeah. going to take um, Strand with
1: him now? Sounds like it. I mean, he's kind of surprised. Why 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 not just take over the damn dam?
0: <laughs> the damn dam? <laughs> 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 now he can. I, I think he probably hands it over to Lola, wouldn't you think? I would think so, yeah. Because she knows how to... To run it yep, and yep. distribute the water efficiently. Mm-hmm.
2: Her We're way. the fountains.
1: Exactly. <laughs> All right, exactly. All right is, you guys, you ready for a break? Yes. We'll come back and do hit and miss? Yes. Kim's so excited. <laughs> All right, you guys, we'll be back in a minute. All right, everybody, we're back, and we're going to do Kim's favorite, Hit or Miss. Yeah. Are you excited, Kim? Yay. I'm very excited. All right. Well, Kim, why don't you walk us out then? What, tell us what was your hit of the show.
0: All right. Well, my hit was actually the entire package of this episode. I think we've already said this before, but I think that the writers and the producers are finally hitting their stride with this series, and this episode was the penultimate of that. Um, It was just the scenery was beautiful. The character of Efrain, the fact that it was mostly in Spanish, which to me tied it all nicely together because I think that a lot of the elements in this show and especially this episode were very believable. Um, And like I said, if if there had been an English-speaking character in the middle of Mexico, that would have been, I don't know, cheesy detrimental to this episode it wouldn't make sense and they're doing a lot of things that just make sense Mm -hmm. and the fact that water is a commodity and like you know things that might actually happen in the apocalypse but above all that the scenery was just so beautiful when daniel is coming out of the compound where the fire happened and he's walking along the street and he goes over that bridge And you just see the the countryside on either side of the bridge. And it was just so beautiful. And they pan out and do a wide frame. I just loved every bit of it. So my hit is just the entire package of this episode.
2: Okay. Uh, My hit was Efrain. Just the character himself um, in this episode. And just his spirituality. um, Even though he has his flaws. Um, And just being like a good human being and uh you know he he's putting himself in harm's way for others you know what what he's getting out of it i'm not quite sure he's living by himself you know that we find out but he's going out there and he's getting water for all these other people and um you know even though he he definitely comes from a, a flawed background um you know like we were talking about earlier it seems like everybody has like this background they're trying to get away from and then um uh, it, it kind of everything's kind of summed up into how he kills the walkers you know where he he has to take his hammer and his nail and, and kill them you know it's like his ritual killing of them but respect with a prayer uh, yeah with respect and then he gives a little to the dead puts a little liquor <laughs> on them too um mm-hmm. and yeah it's it, it the character was it was good it was very well it's done it's a well developed character
3: yeah. yeah yeah
2: and it right. was it was a it was a good person f- to kind of shift where Daniel was coming from. You know, he's yeah. he's his savior. Um and you know, he's looking you know, Daniel's looking for some sort of forgiveness from this guy that just saved his life and Ephraim's not, you know, in a position to be uh, forgiving anyone as he said, but um you know, to have such a good-hearted person in such a bad place. You know, it's it was it's kind of refreshing to see.
1: I agree totally. My my hit was uh well I mean of course the the Daniels leg thing was that was pretty horrifying but that was I mean really well done uh, but knocking off Dante was boss that was that was <laughs> you like that huh uh, every time that guy talks it's this freaking speech I got really tired of him hell if, if uh, Daniel hadn't done it someone was gonna kill him just to get him to shut up but I, I and part of the reason I say that is because I'm really impressed with the fact that this show is not not having these bad guys just hanging around all the time Mm -hmm. i mean we got rid of cecilia pretty fast we got rid of dante pretty fast we even got rid of the soldiers pretty fast that was actually my
2: number two was that they move on
1: yeah hit yep just move on yep yep let's 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 get let's not linger here if we got a bad guy that's really not going to be that interesting then let's just kill him off right now and it worked out well so that's my my hit
0: cool Kim, how about your miss? So, and Kim, do be kind. No, uh, no, I'm gonna be very kind, actually, because I don't really have a miss. Um, well, no, I let That's me too kind. Let me justify this okay. because, um, there were definitely some parts of this episode that we didn't need. You know, lightning strike to the head, per chance, but the walker himself was amazing. And so I can't fault them for that. Because if I, if I saw that looming over me, I would like poop my pants. So it was very good. Very well done. We didn't need the lightning. You know, there were other little tidbits that we didn't really need, but none of it amounted to much in my mind about like, it didn't ruin this episode for me. And it didn't upset me enough to even make a comment about it. Hmm. So... I really don't have a miss. All right.
1: For that. All right. So we'll move on then. Because that was really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, your miss? I didn't have a miss either.
0: No, oh you no, didn't. No, I'm kidding. Uh.
2: No, I, mine was actually pretty... Mo- mine, The one that bothered me the most was... Um, why the hell was Strand on the dam at the end?
0: He was observing.
2: I know, but for what reason? Like, I mean... And when you, again, when you watch the clip at the end, he's acting like his hands are tied up. Mm -hmm. He wasn't getting ready to get killed.
1: Dante says something about, um, something about intimidation keeps control, but he looked right at Strand when he said that. So I'm not sure if, I think part of it may have been that he had Strand there because he wants, he's, you know, he's, like he said, he's going to bring Strand down. And he wants him broken down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Part of it was probably to scare him. It it seemed too perfect to have.
2: Okay. Oh yeah, Strand's in our show, so Strand's gonna be there. It just (laughs) there didn't seem to be like a reason for him to be there at all, and that kind of bothered me. Yeah. But honestly, that was really I didn't have much other than that. Um, the Agua thing, I think we talked about was a was Mm kind of weird. Like, Mm -hmm. why if if sound is attracting these things, why the hell would you ride through the streets in a on a bike? that would be that hard to maneuver mm-hmm. with all these things coming at you. Well, especially yelling, not even just with the
1: walkers. You're also talking about the dam people, Dante's people, looking for people that are stealing water, and he's running around yelling, I got water, I got water. Yeah,
2: those damn people. Yeah,
1: the damn people. And the lightning guy.
2: That was it. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, the strand on the dam. That was it for me. Okay. That was the big one. Okay.
3: Right.
1: Uh, well, mine damn, was damn definitely the lightning guy. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> that one I that was that one I really went oh come on, yeah I mean uh, totally it 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 didn't even fit there I mean it just was so silly
2: you could have done a lot of things that were like oh like maybe I don't know his jeans were caught on a log and the log mm-hmm. started pulling the big thing away or something <laughs> but did well, it you know, have to be lightning striking him in the head it was just it was.
0: I had a I think, feeling they were gonna do that though, because as soon as Daniel went right. down and you knew there was lightning in the air and that guy is I the know. tallest thing around. Well, let me let me put let me Boom. throw this.
1: Let me throw this one out there. Um you can steal a little bit of the scene from Indiana Jones where the uh where he's in the square and the the um Middle Eastern guy comes out with the huge sword and starts mm-hmm. flipping it around and then Indiana just pulls out his gun casually and shoots him. Yeah. He's, I'd have loved to seen that big walker come walking up and Daniel just kind of look at him and blow his brains out. Yeah, if he did and, something. But have him, like, fall on Daniel and knock Daniel into the water.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, something like that. I think that would have been humorous, and it would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Not the lightning. Jesus, not the lightning. That's so <laughs> silly. Oh. <laughs> I got, I, you know, I got to cry foul on that one, guys. That well, we haven't used writing. the
2: lightning gag yet. <laughs>
1: Let's try the lightning gag. Remember the one in Young Frankenstein? That was
0: great. A volcano will be next. It's all set up. Or an earthquake, because they are in, In you know, yeah. They are in an earthquake area. The
2: earth just opens up and it falls down in. And then it closes
0: back. That would be good. (laughs) Like it eats him.
2: Thank God that happened. It threw
1: Daniel into the water. (laughs) That would have been great where uh, Godzilla shows up and <laughs> flash fries the big walker
0: yeah because we've already had the tornado in The Walking Dead yeah. remember that one <laughs> oh, God. and there I were totally walkers in the trees that. yeah I forgot about that was that was pretty funny yeah. too yeah.
1: alright well that's our hit or misses
0: <laughs> okay well we do have a few listener comments Scott do you want to read the first one
1: sure David Valentin said uh, best episode of the series and, and most of The Walking Dead. The actors made me forget this was not real. Daniel is a one-man army. Yes, he is. And fuck <laughs> you, Kim.
0: <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> Paige Vaughn said, Although I enjoyed learning where Daniel has been, this was not my favorite episode of the season. 90% of it being in Spanish with subtitles was a bit difficult to concentrate on for me. I absolutely love the end when Daniel took out Dante and his men to save everyone else. I'm questioning how our two groups will meet up at this point, since I would be extremely hesitant to leave a place with an endless supply of water. Hmm. Good point, Paige. I also don't expect the Clarks to return to Mexico. Lastly, if we don't find out where Ophelia is next week, I'm going to explode. I really like this show, probably better than The Walking Dead at this point, but them dragging out the Ophelia storyline is really on my nerves. Hmm. I don't now, think they're dragging it extent, out. Like, but... I don't yeah, I don't feel like they're dragging it out though. Like she's just like a non-issue at the moment. And I think we all know that Jeremiah has her somewhere, and we'll probably find out in the next week or two. Like well, she's not even an issue
2: for me. Daniel is more of a non issue. And then Daniel showed up.
0: So well, no, that kind of we makes you intrigued think intrigued
1: by what happened to Daniel. Yeah. I I don't think I was particularly intrigued by what happened to Ophelia. Exactly. Yeah, but you you okay. It was a question. Da-
2: there was more of a question if Daniel was alive than if Ophelia sure. was alive. Because mm-hmm. we saw Ophelia. Yeah, right. And and so um having Daniel come back kind of like, Oh, okay, well Ophelia's out there somewhere.
0: Yeah. They've gotta tie it up she soon. Is. She is.
2: If she's roadkill somewhere, then that's like, well, what the hell? <laughs> Why did they do that?
1: <laughs> you mean like what they did with, uh, with, uh, what's Chris? his name? Chris. Yeah.
0: Another yeah. stupid oh, death.
1: Oh, we decided not to keep him. Yeah. Let's roll him over
2: in a truck. <laughs> all right. That really was a bad way to go. It
0: was.
2: Okay. And Brandon Mitchell said, uh, pretty good episode. I enjoyed it all around. Uh, the big monster pirate zombie was awesome. However, a lightning bolt to the head. Come on, man! How <laughs> conductive are the dead? <laughs> Let's do a test.
0: Super conductive. <laughs> if they've got, are they?
2: are not that juicy anymore, are they? No. He
0: looked well, pretty he, juicy. Yeah, he was pretty juicy. He was he, pretty big. And he had, wasn't he, wearing some boarded. earrings or something? Like,
2: I don't know. But there was a bridge right above them, wasn't there?
0: Kind of. So like he wasn't it was like autism. it wasn't
2: like that. He was the highest thing around. No. No. He wasn't like thirty feet tall. Uh-uh. No, he was just the highest in that little section. Yeah, maybe That's he had a metal right. plate in his head.
0: He could. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, how
2: about I that? like I like the description of the uh, the monster pirate zombie though.
0: I do too. Yes, <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs>
1: and uh, Kim, do we have any news? Anything to share?
0: We do. It's a light news week. But we do have a couple of things. Um, Entertainment Weekly interviewed Dave Erickson, the showrunner, about the last episode. And in particular about producing an episode that was mostly in Spanish. So here is your answer as to why they did that. And he said, I knew I wanted Daniel to have his own episode. And since that episode took place in Mexico, and obviously he was coming into contact with Mexican characters, there was no reason for him to speak English. And I'm like, yes, finally, you make sense. So that just goes into what I was saying during my hit part that it finally makes sense that some of the decisions that Dave Erickson is making, which makes me wonder, is there someone else in the wing that could be making making these decisions?
2: decisions. He he always sounds like he's making an excuse for why they did stuff. Yeah. It's like
1: it always sounds like someone else is deciding what is happening. Well, it could be that or it could be. I mean, actually, maybe the guy did listen to. You know, to people saying that it's Dragon and you need to maybe. be more creative. Maybe you I know, don't they tried that. Know. I don't know. You know, maybe I he think, still wants to be showrunner. Show <laughs> yeah, I think he's
2: he's got someone else that has like a little bit more creativity around him or something. Because oh, he sure. was obviously bad the first couple seasons. Yeah, like, and he's still saying stuff that's that's dumb. And like he said <laughs> something else that was related to. Um, God, I thought it was... Oh, it was related to Ophelia on the last show, maybe.
0: Oh, that she was coming back that we would see her again very soon. He spoiled that. Yeah. shut up already,
2: asshole. Yeah. Like, like that's part of the suspense. Mm -hmm. Surprise. Like, okay, yeah, it might be obvious,
0: but don't ruin it. You don't have to paint a picture for us. Yeah.
1: Dave, Dave, you've pissed off our producer. I just want you to know that
2: yes yeah. and I'm not even I'm not even good at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, no one's even paying me to do this. You're probably getting, that's what makes paid, this so hard. You're probably getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to do stupid things.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you're well, doing it do for it. free. Yes, I'm doing it for free. That's right. Okay. Uh, if if you want to hire me, uh, five thousand episode, I'll be like. Don't listen to Dave Erickson. If I just like, I sit there in a chair. Yeah. Stewart's chair. And I point at that guy and be like, just tell him to shut up. <laughs> like the entire That's time. Your directing? That's your yeah, directing? Yeah, that would be my directing. Just yeah. do not listen to that guy. And don't let mm-hmm. him on The Talking Dead.
0: Oh my God, seriously.
2: At all. Or, or do any speak. interviews. Or, yeah, just like, I'll be Dave Erickson's muzzle.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. worth 5000 an episode. Okay. okay.
3: All right, cool. All right.
2: Right. any news
0: The next little bit is that um I announced last year that Negan's backstory was going to be made and they were going to put publish it in the magazine Image Plus Do you guys remember that? Uh,
2: yes, I remember sure. you talking about it.
0: Okay, good.
2: So they're only they're only publishing it in that magazine.
0: No, 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 no. So oh. now I'm here to announce that they are going to make it into a hardback book oh. which will be released in October for 1999. And it will be released on October fourth in the at comic book stores and in bookstores on October tenth. So, because it was really difficult for some people to get their hands on Image Plus magazine,
2: obviously
1: I don't know what the hell it is.
0: There you go. And um, so now everybody will be able to read it. Wonder well, okay. why they're so, not
1: releasing it like Comic Con or Walker Stalker or something like that.
0: that well, that's be right before the cool. show premieres.
1: Okay, oh, yeah. so the, so they're releasing it. They
2: were releasing it in this magazine, but they're also releasing it at the same time in a book form.
0: The it was released in the magazine last year.
2: Oh, okay, great. Hasn't yeah. been circulated very well.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. And then the somebody last
1: bought th- up all five copies.
0: <laughs> and then the last little bit <laughs> is that if you didn't know by now, Denai Guerrero from The Walking Dead, who plays Michonne, is going to be in the new Tupac movie. All eyes on me.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And that should be released pretty soon too.
1: I think. I, I think I also saw her on the previews for the movie Black Panther. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I was looking at it and went, oh, that, that looks like Michonne. I need to uh, need to look that up. So is all this stuff filmed in Atlanta then? Yeah, that's those know, are all filmed in Atlanta. It would the make Marvel sense stuff. If
0: Tupac was. And that's all I have for news.
1: All right. Next time on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 5, Burning in Water, Drowning in Flame. Um, An oncoming threat disrupts peace. Madison and Troy search for answers, and Alicia must reconcile with her past.
0: Wow, that's vague, huh? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That really doesn't tell us much.
0: Well, we know from the previews that something is burning on the compound. Which looks like a shed. It looks pretty small. But everybody's running all hands on deck. But they are
1: freaking out about the shed. Yeah, they are.
0: It It looks like one of the
1: the elderly dancers turns into a zombie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That could be entertaining. And that's probably their house. That would be my Mm. guess.
2: The dancers, they were watching. Nick was watching.
1: Yes. And um, I guess we'll find out that um, the oncoming threat... Might be these Indians we keep seeing in all the previews.
0: Oh right, the Native Americans. This is true. Yeah. I'm actually excited. I'm. I'm. Oh yeah, me too. Like for once in the past three seasons, I'm excited to see what happens next.
2: Although at this point, I'm kind of I'm, I'm wanting to know what's going to happen with Daniel and them getting away from this, dam.
0: this we damn. We might. Damn. I
2: and bet who we'll is be, actually going to be going with him.
0: I bet we'll be away from them for the next episode. Yeah, most likely. Probably we might so. see Ophelia. Oh, maybe she's in the burning building. Oh, and they have to rescue her. And they're like, Ophelia, what are you doing here?
2: <laughs> that's ridiculous.
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's just ridiculous.
0: So what else premieres this Sunday, guys?
1: Oh, Spongebob. Preacher, Spermant. baby. Preacher, baby.
0: Preacher. Preach. Yep. Preach. Yep,
1: very excited about that.
0: Just to remind everybody, we're going to be doing two different episodes each week now. So we'll do a fear-centric episode and a preacher-centric episode. Mm -hmm. Fear will always come first, and preacher will come much later in the week.
2: Well, yeah, what we're going to try and do is uh, tape uh, Tuesdays. For fear. For fear. So Mm -hmm. we'll try and release something on Wednesday by end of day. And then uh, we'll try and release something Friday by end of
1: day for Preacher. Friday yes. or Saturday, whatever, yeah, whatever Saturday. we can do. Thanks, yeah. Scott. I appreciate that. Yeah, the yeah. leeway there. <laughs> uh, yes, let's, let's be realistic.
2: Um, the the um, Fear of the Walking Dead is probably going to be a longer uh, episode for our podcast, and I think the Preacher one will probably be a shorter snippet. But probably, uh, well, keep in and... mind.
1: Keep in mind the the Preacher premiere is two nights. Yeah. So, so it's going to be longer. I got will have you. a lot
2: to talk about. I understand.
0: But on a normal a lot, basis. We're going to have a lot
2: to talk about no matter what. Because it looks like a great season. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
2: And yep. I'm very excited to see it. And too much. We went from like watching almost nothing to, to now we're... Double time. Yeah, we're podcasting about two extremely well done series. Yep. So we got a lot of work ahead of us. And it's we're not used extremely
0: yet in Fear of the Walking Dead. Like, it's good. they got to prove themselves to me a little bit more.
2: <laughs> it's It's been very good this season. I know, I know. It really I agree. has.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, um,
1: I'm optimistic. I
2: mean, and I have to say that I, I feel like uh, a lot of people that I've talked to that are diehard Walking Dead people have been...
1: Really digging um, Fear of the Walking Dead.
2: They They've... Or they're enjoying *Fear the Walking Dead*, but at the same time they're feeling like *The Walking Dead* is kind of
3: waning down. a little I bit. I agree.
2: Yep. So uh, it's it's actually kind of interesting to you know to see this is like Scott was saying, kind of becoming its own thing. It is. So it's it's good. And
0: mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who still don't know what *Preacher* is, so hopefully we can get people hooked on that show too.
1: Yep. Yep. Go back and watch the uh, first season if you get a chance. It's fantastic.
0: All right, we are ready to wrap it up. So thank you, all of you, for listening to the Fear Me Podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. And don't forget to subscribe to us so you don't miss any more of our episodes. And you can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Good night. Good night, everybody.
3: Dead. A single thought floating in my head. Got a hunger growing deep inside. It's alive. It's alive.